0: Big news, friends. Mega has a live show, which we will also live stream. It's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles Saturday, March 16th, and it's a 4 p.m. matinee. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests, so get your tickets now by heading to our website, megathepodcast.com, and if you're a Patreon member, you get a discount. So join us live or virtually on March 16th and get your tickets now. You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door, that little kiss well my freezer makes that kissing noise and i kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient delivered right to our doorstep free shipping always and curated customized box plans it saves me money and trips to the grocery store and i can meal plan for weeks at a time and i got leftovers to boot eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free. That's free in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20 off.
1: I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. Every week I am joined by my co-host, Youth Pastor for Climax, our high school ministry. It's Gray Haas, everybody.
0: Hey, Hallie, how are you doing?
1: So good. I'm
0: really blessed to be here, and I feel just really... um I just feel really on fire today because I just I came out of a great weekend with my Climax kids. Uh, we were, you know, did, did all five services this weekend and we were all hanging out. And I said, Hey guys, I've got a new game that we can play that's a bit of an icebreaker, a bit of a team building exercise. And it's called Rapture the Flag. Yes. And it was so cool, Hallie. So the way it works for those who don't know is you've got two sides yep. and you're trying to uh, in capture the flag, you're trying to capture the other team's flag before they capture your flag and if you're in their territory they can tag you send you to jail and then uh the same way if they come over to your territory you tag them send them to jail well i started thinking hey what's a cool way to talk about you know the tribulation with a little game like capture the flag i thought okay rapture capture the flag rapture the flag That's so sweet. here's how it worked Hallie. um we got uh two the two sides we had uh, a bunch of kids on each side one side you had a bunch of of sinners, okay? Sure. And then the other side, we had a bunch of Christians. And what happened, Hallie, when I said go, all the sinners were trying to tag the Christians and keep them from getting raptured in heaven. And then... All, trying
1: to drag them down to hell?
0: That's right. And then all the Christians were trying to get into heaven. And the way they were doing that is they were trying to get to, uh, to God on the other end of the field. I guess there's only one... There's really only one flag in the scenario, and that was God.
1: Oh, got it, got it, got it. It
0: really went great. I thought, you know, this is a great way to sort of show these kids what the, you know, what, what it will be like. Yeah. And a lot of them left a bit confused. I, I, you know, sometimes I did. I got a bit confused with the rules too, but you know, it's, it can be a bit confusing if you even read it in the Bible.
1: Yeah, that's true. But Rapture the Flag, I think that's real cool. Yeah, you know I th- what? I bet a lot of people are going to hear this, and youth groups are going to start doing it everywhere, Rapture well, the Flag.
0: Well, I beat you to it, Hallie. I've already made a PDF of it, and oh, I've so watermarked cool. it. So if anybody else starts doing it, I know exactly where I came from.
1: Well, So how many kids won and got into heaven?
0: You know, that was the weird part, Hallie, is I kind of didn't realize, like, if only God can get people into heaven, you know, I had one God. Oh, so and so there's I had only all these one sinners. winner. Right, so really... At the at the end of the whole exercise, I realized no one got into heaven. Just the the sinners kind of won. Oh. How was your weekend?
1: Well, I do have to thank you because I could tell my son Day he was just feeling a mountaintop experience after being with you in Climax this weekend. You, you know, you, I feel like you really just got him on fire for Christ this weekend, and I had a really great week with him. I feel like I am oftentimes way too discouraged about him, and that teenagers are hard and all that stuff. And but I had a real moment with my son Day this weekend. Um, it encouraged me, and I wanted to tell you. I want to mention it because it's not all bad news with teenagers, because God is so faithful. Isn't that right? Absolutely. So anyway, I, my son. day he was talking to one of my younger kids and he was saying something about climate refugees, escaping famine. And I said, Hey day, none of the liberal lies and the stuff with my young ones. Okay. Right. You know? And then I just really tried to rub it in and I reminded him that you can't believe everything you read or whatever. And he goes, mom, I'm talking about Ruth and Naomi. And I was like, from the book of Ruth in the Bible. And he says, yeah, he was reading a little kid's Bible book to her and talking about how they're climate refugees. And, and I said, oh, that's so awesome. I said, but Day, Ruth and Naomi were not climate refugees. Okay, that's like a thing that people are making up now. And he said, and I said, you're getting confused. But then he read it to me right there in the book of Ruth that they escaped Moab to flee a famine in Judah. And I said, oh, yeah, I guess I did know that. I did know that. I did know that. But I just hadn't thought of them as climate refugees, you know, trying to use this kind of liberal language and all that, and I thought... You know, Fox and Friends says that climate refugees are just people trying to ruin England and the United States by flooding our borders. You know what I mean? And I know we're supposed to hate them and all that stuff. So I was like, well, you know what? That's great, kids. Keep it up. It blesses my soul to see you in your Bibles like that. And and then Day, you know, he kind of had to say, oh, so mom, should I believe the stuff I read? <laughs> You know what I mean? And I said, yes, of course you should when you're in your Bible. And, you know, I needed a victory like that with my kid. And I just feel like you're helping getting him to climax. And I just got to thank you, Greg. Well,
0: you can thank me. But, you know, I had him playing God in Rapture the Flag. And he wasn't really trying very very hard. Uh, And it was kind of bumming me out. And I was saying, hey, uh, Day, maybe try to get a few of these, you know, sinners that are running around on your side up to heaven. And he said, I don't know. I'm tired or something. He said, it's really cold out here. I don't want to be playing outside right now. No,
1: he has been really lethargic and he's really, I wonder if he has mono or something. My husband, Lance LeBont keeps saying, what do you got your period or whatever? You know, just trying to like get him off his butt in the house right. and everything.
0: You know, I also think it's just, it's a little bit alarming when you just add climate to something. It's just going to make it political and you don't need to make everything political. That's right. Hey, I'm not going to have a climate lunch. You right. know? I'm not going to have a climate prayer. That's it, right. th- when you say climate refugee, just say refugee. Okay. It has nothing to do with the climate.
2: When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs.
1: Just like Jehoshaphat preserved the line of David, our guest today is going to preserve your faith in the goodness of God. It's J.F. Love Nest, everybody.
2: Thank you guys so much for having Thank me. I'm really happy to be here,
1: here. The pod. What a treat and a true treasure! A real author, a published author. I
0: know, <laughs> I, I know are your fingers uh, a bit tired for signing all those books. Yeah, a
2: bit, a bit. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of you guys. We go back a long ways. That is right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's been a long tour, but it's nice to uh, nice to be here, my friends.
0: So. No, just to get uh, everyone a, a bit up to date. JF is, uh, as you know, a very celebrated Christian author oh, of yeah. many different titles that we have on the bookstore shelves here. He is an Indianapolis native, <laughs> yep. and he he is also a member of the church, but he is—he's I, I, read all across the nation and the world.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just got us in Australia oh, Yeah, really? in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So- it's all because of him. All so because of him.
0: Yeah. tell us a little so bit about your latest title.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not here just to sell a book. You know, I'm here to talk. I'm here to get really connected. to. I know you have a lot of teens. You have a lot of teens in the audience, Absolutely. so I think that's really important. That, you know, they know someone who who kind of gets it right. who kinda, you know has been there. But yeah, I'm the author of the uh, series "God Dates Pure." Okay. Obviously, yeah. there's God dates pure for teens. God's date, you know, God dates pure for uh, divorced couples, right. divorced yeah. dads, and all that. But God dates pure for adult women, yeah, who I think are very important. because yeah. all of us are dating, but out there in the world, sometimes, right? You know, you're out there with a lot of yoke, right? right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that right. And you know. You don't want to become part of the world, right? But you got to date the way God describes it in the Bible, because the Bible talks a lot about dating. That's right. right. The Bible talks a lot about going out with someone and the expectations, yeah. you know, right. and <laughs> a lot of pressure out there. Yeah. You watch movies these days. You watch Failure to Launch. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing a lot of pressure that you know doesn't really come from God, doesn't really come from a godly place. So I wanted to give teens these days who are maybe watching things like Failure to Launch. Mm-hmm. An alternative view yeah. about, you know, the pressures you should face and the purity that God, frankly, demands of you. Oh, And, and it, you know, it is a narrow road sometimes. Oh, it's yeah. a narrow gate. But let me assure you, Christian mm-hmm. sex is good. <gasps> really? <laughs> no, they just say it's worth the wait. Wow. <laughs> really. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, if there are teams listening right now, yeah. I just want, I mean, <sighs> you know, we all watch TV. Yep. You know, we all watch Yep. You know, we all watch things out there. A lot of sex out there. A lot yeah. of sex sells. Right. Yeah, it comes on. You never hear about Christian sex in the news. Yeah. But I got a question for you. Who invented sex?
0: Well
1: The divine creator of the universe. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that right?
2: And let's just say he knows what he's doing. Right. Wow. He knows how to drive a car. Wow. And I just want the audience out there to know that <sighs> sex is good. Yeah. Okay. But it's gotta be by God's rules. Okay. That's right. And that is usually by marrying who you know, who you date at eighteen. Right. And getting married as soon as possible. So you That's can have
0: think, yeah. right.
2: godly sex.
0: That's right. Now when are you married?
2: Absolutely, yes. And when did you get married? When I was about seventeen years old as soon as legally possible.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. See, I agree with you that you should get married young because your loins are burning, you're you're burning in the in, in lust, right? Your your flesh is weak. And and the creator of the universe says I mean I feel like it makes the most sense for us to obey his laws around sex because he
2: invented sex. Yeah, so, and yeah. he wants you to get started. He wants you to freak as soon as possible. But a lot of, you know, people are getting, you know, they're, they're 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 out there dating. They're getting married later.
0: That's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, yeah. you know? Yeah. And
2: for teens out there, you know, I don't know if you know this, teens are dating.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. I don't know if you
2: know this, but teens are dating out yeah. there yeah. and they're facing a lot of pressure. Yeah. And some of that pressure is to you know, open the gift a little early. But my book simply says 180 pages saying, don't
0: do that. Right. What's so cool about the books is you've got the whole God Dates Pure Mm -hmm. series. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And each book is, you know, they're all under 180 pages. Absolutely. Some of them are kind of like 40, 50 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially for the one of uh, God Dates Pure for women's second marriages. yeah, yeah. That's a really short That's one. It's more of a
2: zine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the post miscarriage one is powerful. Thank you so much. I think that one's powerful. And you know what I thought? God dates pure for post miscarriage. I and and post um the the widow. Right? right. I thought post miscarriage plus widow one mm-hmm. and I like how you just did the plus sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Post miscarriage plus widow. I, it's
2: basically the same thing.
1: I, yeah. Isn't that right? I read it and I said, now how does a man have such wisdom into the experience of a woman having this kind of loss? Frankly, I just just
2: guessed, but it seemed right.
1: I think the Holy Spirit was giving you the words because you know who understands a miscarriage is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because he's been there for hundreds and thousands of them. It happens to one in every four. But I really liked that one. And I also wanted to tell you, and I hope this is okay, but I read... Uh, I, I read God Dates Pure for Girls because you know it's clear. But then I read God Dates Pure for Boys mm. because I thought it might help me because I have a teenage son. Absolutely. And I found it very insightful. But I do have to tell you, now I'm just terrified of porn. I just think the insidious claws of porn are there. It's they're, those claws are stuck into the flesh of our boys. I hate to
2: say this, and I don't want to alarm you, but teens are looking at porn. Oh no. <sighs> I know. I, I don't want to shock you guys. <sighs> I have witnessed, frankly, I have hacked into the search histories of hundreds of teenage boys, and let me just say, it is bad news.
1: It breaks the heart of God. It really breaks the heart of God.
2: And you know, I wish sometimes that God was not omnipresent. I wish he was not omniscient.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: But sadly, he is. And the teens have to know. Sometimes I think teens are doing it despite God, which, you know, mm. right? we all
0: go down that path sometimes. We all want to fight God. And the third leg of that stool is God is all loving. And so he's everywhere. He knows everything. And he's going to love you anyway. And I think sometimes teens are going, hey, if he's going to love me anyway, I'm going to look this thing up.
1: Yeah. You know what, Gray? I do have to say, my son was kind of pressing me on that recently. And he said, where in the Bible does it say omnipresent, omnipotent, and omni?" What's the um, what's all loving? I'm omniv- omnivorous.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, well, it can be. Yeah.
1: And uh, so all those and and it said uh, and he said, show me the Bible where it says all loving. And I said, well, it's in there. And he said, show me all powerful. And I said, well, you know, the Psalm said he's going to come fight for you and everything, and all present. Uh, you know, he he said Alpha and Omega. I said it's all in there. But I actually I looked and I couldn't find it.
2: Your teen is looking at porn.
1: Oh. I'm sorry to say, that's oh. a oh. common
2: sign. <laughs> no. It's a common sign. Oh Look, really? Look, I have traveled to churches across the country, locking myself in the room with 13-year-old boys, demanding if they've masturbated, I've gotten a yes every time. Really?
0: Wow. I will
2: not leave the room until every Justin in there has confessed to me, a stranger to him, 10 years his senior at least.
1: You're so brave to be able to talk about these things that are really hard for people to talk about. But you know what I find the most encouraging about what you write in every single one of the God takes books mm-hmm. is that you talk about how God, when you do it God's way, it's so good. Like <laughs> it's fulfilling. It's like ecstatic yeah. almost. And I said,
2: wow. Yeah. Let me just say, I mean, I've been married since I was 18 years old with Rachel and let's just say that God is good all the time, all the time.
0: Okay. God okay. is good. Uh, wow! In this regard, I wouldn't know, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I wonder if you, I mean, do you take herbs or something? It seems like you really, um, uh, no, nothing.
2: No, I'm actually uh, very good and, uh, things are going very well. Uh, oh, uh yeah. It just
1: comes real naturally talk- to you. Uh, yeah. I, I, have, I did meet Rachel in the bookstore, and I got to tell Did you, you say you, anything? She's th- beautiful. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, she, she's much the same. She just said, I'd take my best day married over my worst day single. And she was gritting her teeth. She never stopped smiling. She was just really, she seemed, and I said, now here is a woman. You know when a woman is well loved because she opens up like a flower. <laughs> and I felt like she was just a, a dewy rose bud.
2: Oh, you know, I'm so lucky that I met Rachel sophomore year of high school. But uh, it wasn't always that way. I mean, also, I've been there. Yeah. Like right. Before yeah. all this, there's a time in the wilderness. You That's know, it. there's a time in the valley. Yeah. And, um, you know, I talk about this with any of the teenage boys that I lock myself in the room and, and, and discuss this with. But um,
0: before I met Rachel, you know, it was a dark time. And how, so you were just 18 mm-hmm. uh, when you all got married. How yeah. old was Rachel? We're 35. Okay. Oh. And,
2: you know, when you know, you just know, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just meet someone. Yeah. You know, in line at the Christian bookstore and you say, "I, Yeah, th- th- here, th- she's there. Wow. I, and, think,
1: I think it's smart to get married that young because it, it really keeps you from sinning, doesn't it? It does. Uh, well. <sighs> oh, no. had you already I wish that had was true. You slipped before?
2: And I talk about Jake. this in the book, oh, yeah. but if you want to experience the light, yeah, sometimes you have to plummet into darkness. Isn't that right? Oh, really, and you know, I'm not proud of this, but I have to say to the teens out there, mm-hmm. you know, I've had sex, you know, outside of marriage.
1: Oh, man. as a teenager,
2: <sighs> guys, I just want to say, it's not worth it. Really? You know, it's not worth it good, to wake yeah. up night after night in bed after bed sore everywhere. Oh. begging
0: for yourself not to be so raw. This isn't a critique as much as it is just an observation mm-hmm. is that, you know, when teens hear those stories mm-hmm. and I know I know that you're smiling because you've found a path that works for you now, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes when I see you tell these stories and you're smiling, I'm thinking, "Wow, he still seems like he kind of l- likes the memory." I'm but you're-
2: smiling because I have been the recipient of so much grace. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, when I right, you don't right. know what it's like to just wake up not knowing whose body that is. Oh, see you smiling really You don't know big. where you end and where they begin. Uh-huh. And you're like, did I do it again? Oh. And you just think I'm going to have to apologize to God personally just for of shame. And it's not yeah, the shame, oh, the shame of knowing that you have reached the Olympus of pleasure. Oh. A peak that you will never summit again till the next night. Oh, wow. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's what they need to hear. Yeah. And the teens have to know that no matter how good it may feel in that moment, imagine how good it will feel with your wife for the next 48 years and only that person
0: so I wanted to ask about these other two titles that I wasn't quite mm. sure if they were maybe about batteries or something. It was "God Dates Pure for Incels yeah. and "God Dates Pure for Volcells."
2: Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's uh, about the bulk of my audience, I would say. Now, um,
0: what, what do those mean? Is that about? Because I thought that was a battery.
2: cell is in, uh, involuntarily celibate. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Volcell is voluntarily oh. celibate.
0: Oh, oh. awesome. Okay.
2: Um, basically, the Venn diagram of my existence and my, you know, my my revenue. In cells, you know, they want to date, okay? But maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're dating God at this moment. Hmm. Vol cells are basically Nazis. Oh, Um, who's to say? Right. Um, But they do buy books, Mm -hmm. so I'm just gonna dance circles around that right now. Um, Mm. You know, but everyone dates, right?
1: There were different Nazis, weren't there? I know we're really supposed to hate the ones from uh, all the World War II movies.
2: Ah, the worst.
1: And the one who said you are sixteen, going—he turned out to be bad. Yeah,
2: he turned on him. And
1: those Nazis were bad. And then now, like my fox and friends says, you—it's sort of different Mm -hmm. now. And so Mm -hmm. they can be very fine people, Mm -hmm. and it's you know, so maybe it's that you know, they're young, they're trying to find their way. Mm -hmm. Maybe your Mm -hmm. book will pull them out of a. My book has
2: been scanned page by page onto basically every four chan thread I've ever come across. So I feel I'm. reaching them in some way.
0: How old are you now? Uh, 39 right now. So how old would Rachel be now? Rachel... She's almost 60, I guess, right? She's pushing about 59 right Okay, now. that's what I thought. Um,
2: You know, and she's not an age to me. You know, Rachel oh, is so an ocean. And, you know, let's just say I am plunging the Marianas Trench every night. Right, you wow. mentioned that. Yeah. Wow.
1: Wow. I'm impressed by that because I've been married for a long, long time. And, you know, sometimes we go for a real long time without it. How do you?
2: Rachel demands it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Really? From a young age, Rachel, you know, she saw something in me and, uh, you know, would not let me go. Hmm. And, you know, we got married so young. She was 35. I was 18. Yeah. Um, And she's great. Yeah. You know she's
0: beautiful
1: uh, she's beautiful and emotion. she really is keeping that body right and tight if I might say
0: What are some of the things that you guys like to do together when you're not you know um kind of doing the the, the other stuff <laughs> Mm. mm mm. You know, we watched Failure to Launch the other day. Okay, yeah, you mentioned uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I've never
2: seen it. That's ah.
1: McConaughey, right? In, yeah, in
2: his prime. kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. In, a, yeah, in a work of, you know, like American
0: Magisterium, like a really I great like piece. It. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So you're, you're writing and you're doing the other stuff and then you're watching Failure to Launch. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. seen that a lot. She likes it. Okay. Uh, it's something that helps her. I noticed that on all the backs of every book, you've mm-hmm. got a quote from Failure to Launch. Yeah. And, then, oh, and, a, and a poll quote from Matthew McConaughey. Right. Yeah. But it's about it's it's a quote from the movie. It's not about you book. It
2: is, yeah, oh, yeah. I and thought it, it was
1: about the book. No,
2: ah, uh, oh. you know, Matt. Uh, I've reached out several times. Oh. uh to them. Yeah, McConaughey. He's. Oh, you call him Matt? Yeah. When you've seen that movie that many times, I feel you get to know him, right? right. Yeah, you get to know him.
1: He's uh, doing all the Lincoln car commercials. He's probably too busy.
2: Yeah.
0: I like how you have quote parentheses this book end parentheses does not fail to launch mm-hmm. end quote Matthew McConaughey.
2: Yeah, and actually my book is uh, uh, funneled through kind of a nonprofit charity. So in fact, if he was to listen to this and to sue me for infringement, he actually wouldn't be able to do that and he'd be suing a charity. So I think actually that's kind of a bad idea if Matthew McConaughey is listening to that right now. But yeah, it's out of context, it's a really good, uh, I think it encapsulates
0: the book. It doesn't (laughs) fail to launch. No, no. No. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So you guys watch Failure to Launch. And uh,
1: yeah. Enjoy cooking. Do you go for hikes? Do you have dogs? Kids?
0: You know, Rachel and I
2: never got around to the kid thing. Um, I'm sterile, but, you know, in a, it, we may never know what did it. Um, we yeah. just never, you know, that's not God's plan for us. Yeah. Um, we've taken in children. Um, they left. Mm. Huh. Um, sometimes in the night. Um,
1: you know what? If you had kids... You wouldn't be on a book tour like this. A major book tour where you're doing a lot of good for a lot of people.
2: Absolutely.
1: Now, did you go to school for writing or for sex therapy? No, or I did not go to the... college. Oh. Wow, okay. So you just kind of like, you learned by doing.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so what does the I... M-A-M-D stand for after your name? Massachusetts and Maine.
1: Oh, if you lived in both?
0: Where it... do you live now? Isn't Maine... Is it... Isn't MD Maryland? Yeah, this says MD. Oh, I thought you were a doctor. Okay, so just kind of listing the states you've lived?
2: Visited.
1: Now, do you you two fight? Or do you really just kind of get along swimmingly?
2: You know, sex is many things. Sex is a conversation. First of all, it's a conversation with your partner. It's a conversation with God. And conversations have a different energy sometimes. Sometimes conversations can be you know, cordial and respectful of the other person's humanity. And sometimes there's something else. Yeah. yeah, So, you know, we have a lot of conversations. That's We have a lot of conversations.
0: Oh, right. So do you fight or? Yeah, we fight a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It just seems like a lot of people in that conversation kind of talk maybe.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we talk about a lot of things. You know, we talk about how maybe you know, uh, we have different interests. Right. Uh, sometimes, you know, we think about who we were at 18, <laughs> 35 is a very different pi- power dynamic, uh, in some ways. And perhaps we've grown, uh, uh, differently as people. And some of us have uh, very successful Christian book careers to uh, pursue. And some of us just want to watch a uh, failure to launch.
0: Um, I get, I think I... a lot of different topics though. I mean, we talk, oh God, she,
2: oh man,
0: she makes me laugh. Oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> His so she's medicine. the one saying failure to launch. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah, I know she loves that movie. That is um, not a lot to glean from it third viewing, but um, she finds something
0: in the uh, book. You gave a few exercises, mm-hmm. like the one with the post it notes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where you have people write down the thing they're thinking about most. Yeah. On a post-it note, mm-hmm. and then they get to put it on the on the cross. Yeah,
2: I have commandeered a lot of vacation Bible schools. I will go in there, I point at the cross, and I think, you know, I go deep, and I say, you think there's any sin too big for God? I let that sit for about two minutes. That's right. awesome. Everyone's confused. That's awesome. I have an assistant, Jeremy, pass out post-it notes, and I say, I want you to write your deepest sin on that post-it note and put it on that cross. Awesome. Yes.
1: Yes.
2: I've got the music playing already. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Teens have nowhere to go. Sharpies everywhere. They're writing these sins down. They go up to the cross. I say, hold on, stop. Read it aloud to everybody because we're all accountability partners. Awesome. I've got those boys confessing their secrets to each other back and forth. It's basically a Stanford prison experiment and I am the jailer. Wow. And those boys never masturbated again.
0: Wow. How do you know? I keep
2: some tabs.
0: I, I'm always interested in where. Where do you go to write?
2: Mm. To, you know, I'm a solitary guy. Right. Mm. Mm. Sometimes I have to lock myself away from the world, lock myself away from my phone, lock myself away from Rachel, and I just, you know, I just need to find my own little corner. Mm. And is that in? main Starbucks usually okay uh Pete's when you know in a jam Uh, um there's no outlet um I've gone to my mother's and my parents sometimes you know and 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 they're uh undisclosed I like to get off the grid you know Rachel yeah you know Rachel's um she knows you know she you know she knows my usual spots so uh you know it's good to get off the grid and go to a town use a passport think about who you could have been you know it's kind of
0: you go out of the country I'd like to
1: you know I had the thought when I saw Rachel with you in the bookstore you have this long line and everybody (sighs) wants to talk to you because you're in this incredible Christian author and you're this young man you're handsome and you you're excited about you know godly sexuality and it's so great and I wondered I mean this might not be any of my beeswax and I'm sorry to even bring it up But I had the thought as I was watching you sign the books and as I was watching her standing behind you over your shoulder watching you sign books, I thought, I wonder if she comes on these book tours with him because, you know, a fella gets on the road, he's staying in a hotel room, they've got dirty channels on the TV in a hotel room, you don't really want to...
2: Yeah, you <laughs> can see where you're going with this. And, no, and but, somebody uh, might
1: come up and knock on your door, mm-hmm. and you know, like Mike Pence says, you shouldn't ever be in a you know room or anything. With Absolutely a woman. not. No, so, Rachel is always
2: there. Yeah, Ra- I know. I'm Rachel trying. is always she. Uh, you know, I don't know how she does it. Sometimes I will uh, take off for a book tour, and she will be there at oh, the. That's um, great. At yeah, the bookstore, always oh, a surprise. And I That's say, "What beautiful. are you doing here?" You know, like that. And she just knows. She knows someone told That's her, she was there. Yeah, I know. It's it is. Um, I yeah. really, I really like it.
1: Well, just like Paul wrote a letter to Corinth, you've written letters for our mailbag, everybody. We're ready to dip into your questions. Actually, this one is from a. Greg, do you want to read this one today? Oh,
0: sure. I'll take go. it, Hallie. Yeah. It says, uh, Dear Twin Hillers and Guest, I'm a 35-year-old professional layabout, and I'm happy to stay at home where I'm waited on, hand and foot by my mom, Sue. Cool. However, she and my dad have had enough and have decided that to get me to leave, they have to use subtle methods. Hmm. So they've hired a woman who is using her feminine wiles to lever me out of the family home. Uh, I I am starting to have feelings for her, but I do really like living at home as a 35 year old. Any advice is welcome. Matt.
1: Oh wow! What a wow! Such good detail. This is good for us to sink our teeth into. I know. Uh,
0: you know, Hallie. Um, I'm not entirely sure, what decided this guy because living at home, 35, it's pretty, you know, you're a bit of a layabout. about. But it
1: happens yeah. nowadays because you know what? I really do think it's because like all these women are getting educated now and going into the workforce, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they just are making men feel unwanted. Frankly, right. so if it's like, well, if my mom's going to do all this stuff, still doing my laundry, feeding me, well, I'm comfortable here. You know, I think it's just like. It's sort of everyone's responsibility, isn't it?
0: Right. And when you've got a bunch of women at your age who are, you know, hey, I've got a PhD or whatever that is, you're probably going, hey, I'm going to lay about my house and have my mum, you know, wait on me because I feel a bit intimidated.
1: That's right. You know? mm.
0: Yeah. Honestly, guys, what we have here is a classic failure to
2: launch. Oh, really? Honestly, if you ask me, that is almost word for word, the Wikipedia summary of failure to launch. And so I would say to this guy, oh. It's worth the wait.
1: J.F. Lovenest was played by Jeff Loveness. He writes for Rick and Morty on Adult Swim, which if you aren't already watching it, it's hilarious, you'll love it. And he wrote a graphic novel called Judas Get it on Amazon or at your local bookstore. Follow him at Jeff Loveness. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBant, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at, at Gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon.